Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Amanda. Welcome to SD to SD, where our goal is to create a community of estheticians who support and inspire each other on their journey of a holistic aesthetics and finding your identity in the industry through relatable stories from one SD to another SD. Welcome to the family. Welcome. Hi, guys. Welcome back to SD to SD. I'm Amanda. I'm Taylor. Today, we have a guest on our podcast, our second guest. She is a person who started as an internet friend, but is now a real-life in-person friend, too. She's our bestie, bestie girl. Welcome, Jess. Um, Jess, you want to talk about how you got started in the industry? You want to talk about how long you've been licensed, all that good stuff? Where are you from? Share a little details. I'll give a little introduction. Um, Hello, everyone. I'm Jess. I have been an esthetician for... Um, it's rounding up on 12 years this November. Amazing. It's really flown by. doesn't really seem like that. Um, I'm in Reno, Nevada, and I've been solo for quite a while. Uh, as far as my suite goes, I've only had that for about two years. But prior to that, I was solo for, I think, six, six years. And I always worked inside of salons, but I just rented a room inside of a salon. I was always the only esthetician. That's that's it, really. That's awesome. Um, so today, we kind of want to talk about a couple of things. Um, one being how to keep yourself authentic, your authentic self, your most authentic self, not only um, when it comes to like branding your business and how you maybe decorate your treatment room and things like that, but we also want to talk about how you keep your authentic self through social media and when you're kind of not, I don't want to say picking and choosing clientele, but you know how like... Attracting your clientele. Yeah, yeah. Attracting your ideal clientele for your authentic self. Um, we also want to talk about some industry changes that you might have seen since you've been in the industry so long, along with both of us combined, I think. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what? That's crazy. Wait, how long have you guys been in, both in? I know this, but I can't Five remember. Years in June. Oh, yeah. Years. Okay, so let's talk about. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about some industry changes you've seen. What have you noticed so far? Okay, so as far as industry changes go, I think we've all, even you guys just in the, I would say, four or five years, social Mm -hmm. media has just taken off. Mm -hmm. That, I think, is a huge change. I think it's changed mostly for the better. I think there are some cons to social media, of course, overall. Definitely. But I think that that change is huge because now we have this like platform to market ourselves more, you know, educate our clients a lot more um, outside of the treatment room. Now, instead of just educating them in the treatment room, we can educate them via our post on social media, which I think is really, really cool. Um, and attracting your ideal clientele. I think that's great, too. Yeah, you have that power. Were you using social media before like estheticians were using social media back in like? 2016 2015 back in the old days i had like a um i mean obviously i had my regular social media but i had a business instagram for obviously my business i didn't really post a whole lot on it um i tried i remember like following some girl who was like a brow artist or maybe a lash artist or something like that and i was like oh that's cool like all i seeing all her posts you know so then i wanted to make a social media I had posted every now and then, but it was nothing like, you know, no graphics, anything like that. It was all photos. Um, I eventually went through and like archived all those. I could probably go back and actually check the date that it was, but I did archive all those when I redid my social media. But I think it was, you know, a thing. I just don't really remember the year or anything like that. Yeah. 
What were you doing before, like, social media times? Oh, you know, just some hood rat shit, just <laughs> out and about collecting souls. No, um, <laughs> I had, you know, I had worked at this uh, really awful <laughs> salon up by the university in Nevada. Uh, it's still there, actually, but different owner. Um, that's where I built my clientele. And so back then, I did have a social media for my business back then, but it wasn't really, uh, you know, like I was saying anything I would brag about, but that's where I really built. It had a lot of university students. So they would come in, they just wanted cheap, quick services. Um, we would literally do, oh my God, this is so awful. We would do, <laughs> what is that? Uh, vajazzling. <laughs> I don't know. You guys ever heard of vajazzling? <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately I did it. So that's really something special i built my clientele there mostly doing like brazilian waxing it was a huge huge thing which i don't do waxing anymore for did you use soft or hard wax a soft i always used soft wax yeah. i mean i worked at european wax center for a short period and i did hard waxing there obviously mm -hmm. um i always preferred strip waxing which not a lot of people are going to agree with that but it's fine you know but prior mm -hmm. to social media yeah i was just out there you know trying to build the good old fashioned hard way. Oh, <laughs> Passing out like little, I remember I would print out like coupon type yeah. things and like hand them out at the bars. Oh, at the bars? I love that. <laughs> yeah, I would go to the bars and be like, hey, you guys want like eyelashes? You want this? I love that. That's awesome. I, love that, yeah. I remember though, I did post uh, one of my first ever social media posts for my business page was. I had taken a photo of one of the coupons that I printed and I was like, Hey, these are going to be around town. Like, let's make this a scavenger hunt. Whoever can find them can get an additional that, whatever off. That's actually really smart. That's a really so good that was like, that, huh? We scavenger hunts like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, that was one of my first ever posts. So. Very smart. I feel like it was like, I say back then as if like, I didn't, like I wasn't around. Like, yeah, I you, know, were, you were not born. <laughs> Back then, before my time, yeah, it feels like social media has just been like so prevalent for so long now. But what was I gonna say? Oh, I feel like you had to be a lot more creative in the way that you marketed, like to somehow stand out. Versus now, like it's start still hard to stand out, but it's a lot more accessible. Like it's just easier to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's opposite now. I feel like now because everyone's on it, you have to stand out. You have to be. You have to work a lot harder to be unique. It's not like it's e as easy to go viral now because there's so many people. Yeah, I guess so. But I guess now it's like we literally have clients on our freaking like fingertips. Like, you know oh, it's I'm easier saying? to market with social media. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. It's like building yeah. a clientele off of your phone is way easier, I'm sure, than it was. Way easier. Before. That's where like I would say 98% of my clients are from Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's so much easier for them to access us, you know, via rather be hashtags or geotags. Yeah. That's why I so think share us and shout us out because that, that is the new word of mouth. It's like sharing your esthetician. I saw a girl that I've been talking to in six years. She posted you on her story. Me? <laughs> oh. Just saying. Yeah. But like she posted you on her story, so I'm like, yeah. come to you. And you're like, wait, what? Oh, that's cute. Something like that. 
Thank I feel you. like that is sweet. You know what's interesting though? I don't think a lot of my clients really share my stuff. Me neither, girl. I don't know either. You know, they're I think that's I think that's such a thing too, is we have our SD community on Instagram. Um, and we all support each other and share each other. And I think that's really cool. We can share these um, great posts from our SD besties online. Yeah. But I don't really think clients realize that's a way for them to market us too, is for them to share things. It's kind of interesting. Like, if I'm close with a client, I will tag them. If I share them, like I will literally tag them so that they, so they re- yeah, re-share. and then they feel like they want to reach. That's a good them. idea. I've never done that. Just depends on the client. But a lot of them, I feel like, don't really go on Instagram. They follow me and they found me on Instagram. They're not on there. Yeah, they're not influencers themselves. I think that's what's really hard right now, too, is that um, borderline. I don't know. I don't think you guys talked about this last episode, but that, um, you know, borderline of like, okay, who am I posting for? Am I posting for my client or am I posting for other estheticians? That part's really hard for me because I originally built my followers when I first graduated school of estheticians. And I especially, I like specifically made my content for estheticians and obviously like now that I know that that wasn't that that was not ideal but what do you mean you made your content for estheticians? I made stuff that they would want to share um like more of like influencer style versus trying to build for clients I just was I was always heavily focused on education but I feel like I used words and I picked topics that like only estheticians would care about Mm -hmm. um and I actually I feel like I built my original like first 1k of followers just by like resharing other estheticians work and tagging them in my stories and then they would share me in their stories and I got followers from that right like, I really felt like that's how I got my first like 1k that's crazy, really. yeah yeah I really think that was how and I think that now it's kind of like do I still do that because I get more shares I get more views I get more likes that way Mm-hmm. I make a post that's like purely for clients. I get like five likes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's what's so hard. Yeah. I, I have to remind myself. Clients actually appreciating what yeah. you're bringing. They all tell me they love to see education. I'm like, okay, well, I'm putting it out there. Where are you guys? They see it, but they don't like. They don't comment. They don't share. Mm-hmm. So it makes me feel like they're not seeing problematic. It. <laughs> yeah. That I wish. I wish their I wish our clients kind of understood that that really helps our business. You know, I think some of them do, but not. I still don't think they care enough to be sharing. Like at this point, I like tell people, I'm like, yeah, when you share me on Facebook or on Instagram, like it really helps my business. Yeah. Like that's literally how I built my business is through word of mouth, just like that. And they're like, oh, okay. So I've noticed, like, if I mention that to clients, they will start doing that. You know what I've seen um, a local business here do is. They will just randomly, without announcing it first, they will say, hey, three, like they'll list three people and they'll tag them. And they say, thank you guys for being active and and interacting on our post this week. Here's a gift card. I think that's really smart. That is pretty smart. Yeah, I might start doing that and like not not warning people, not being like, hey, if you're active, I'm going to give you a gift card. Just like whoever is showing up and supporting you, be like, here's $10 off next year. Bro, I don't even have fucking three people to tag. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know. I was like, hmm, who's the last client? It's gonna be like one of my like the exact same thing. Okay, we'll always shares my shit every single week. We're basically buying their love. That's fine. We that's what we have to do, right? Yeah, I guess so. People are gonna be all bent out of shape. I know. They're like, I like three posts from you this week. Why didn't I get a Starbucks gift card? It's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Do better. 
Yeah. I know that they see my post because of the giveaways, they all come out, you know? Oh, for yeah. sure. We're just like coming out of the fucking. Like coming out from the woodwork. Like, the they only care about themselves. Yeah. Your biggest fan, please let me win. Yeah. They want their free shit. Yeah. I just tried to do a giveaway and nobody entered. Oh, I have one. Win. Though I just haven't posted it yet. It was only like a story post, but still. I like to always on product because I can give away shit that needs to move off the shelf. Yeah. That's what I was going to do. I was going to do a giveaway for some things that I'm like, okay, it doesn't really sell a ton. Yeah. Oh God, I hope clients are listening. It doesn't mean it's bad. It just doesn't sell and I don't want it sitting there. Um, but, you know, every time I've, I think I've announced like, hey, do you guys want a giveaway? Like I've made a poll like yeah. eight times and then I never fucking do a giveaway. And I'm like, oopsies. Polls <laughs> do not work for me because they really don't. It's like estheticians who don't even know me, and they're like, and I'm like, what day would you want to come in? And they're like, Wednesday. I'm like, bitch, you live across the country. (laughs) It's like me voting from over here. I was at the stop. I was also voting on the other estheticians. Polls like that. It's like, control yourself. (laughs) Yeah, if I ever do like the, like, the only time I get questions, if I do the ask me questions on Instagram, I don't get questions. If I do the, the anonymous one, I get questions. I just didn't. I didn't just. Do it, but I didn't. I think because people don't want to want you to know who's asking, which is. But it's, it's, it's normal questions. Though. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. Should I use my? Why is this anonymous? Yeah, I'm like, why can't you just be for real? For real. I get nothing. Like I did an anonymous one a little bit ago and zero. Really? Zero. You're like, what is happening? Why? I feel like, do you guys feel like, too, this might be off topic, but do you feel like on those anonymous ones, there's, like, spam questions in there, though? Oh, yeah. There's there's you can questions. check. It, like, you can check at the bottom. It'll say sent by mm-hmm. whatever the app is called. Not yeah. Not going or something like yeah. that. It'll say that. So, like, because there's been times where it's like, I think you're cute. And I'm like, ooh. Or it's like, who is that? Yeah, like, shit. Yeah. And then it says, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I got one one time that sounded really creepy, like stalker status. And I was like, I'm weirded out now. But then I realized it was probably spam. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll say. Because I went through the same thing. So if I don't want to feel sad, then I won't post a question box. Because then you're like, oh, I'm not popular. I swear, though, you guys, I think people like question they ask questions themselves just to make it look like they got more questions. I have done that that to myself. Yeah, yeah. Or if there's something like I specifically want to promote, like for example, when I brought on skin pen and um, I was like, "What questions do you have about skin pen?" I made it a, ch- a chance for me to be educational, so I put questions in there that you would educate them that I wanted to be asked because I knew these bitches were because you knew no one's gonna ask that shit. <laughs> so even though they weren't participating, they were still seeing the answers. They were still getting something out of it. So yeah, that's I true. Shame on, I will tell anyone. I'm like, yeah, I, I will put questions in my own question box. <laughs> I asked that shit. Are you kidding me? Of course. Yeah. That's me. Come do what you gotta do. It's like the Spider Man meme where we're pointing out. It's me. It me. That's funny. Usually, if people don't like ask a question or like interact with the story, I'll just like leave it. Like it never happened. Like it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cry. All right. Well, and I think that's something that, um, has even changed in the industry as far as the life of social media with business goes is even things like that. Those ask me anything or the, Oh, um, you know, click the link. I'm glad the link now is available on stories for anybody because do you guys remember when you could only have a link? Yes. Yes. And I was like, that is some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And all that stuff was limited for a while. Yeah. 
We've come so so far. <laughs> even that's like changed so much, you know? Yeah. Imagine if we didn't have links in our stories. I forgot about that. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I remember being so bummed out because I couldn't have a link. That's probably part of the reason why so many people buy followers because they want to do that. It's worth the whatever money it costs probably to have links in your stories, honestly. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm making money at that point. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. What about what? What do you guys think of? Uh, you know, just how do you guys be your authentic self within your treatment room? I'll throw up. I didn't expect to. Why are you asking me that question? I'm turning the tables, bitch. I'll go first, and I kind of talked about this in our first episode when I was in the men's spot, and like I basically was just told, you know, be a ballerina, act like. Be a ballerina, Amanda. Literally, it was like, be dainty, be happy, be smiley. That's just not me. And it made me miserable. It made me burnt out. Do you feel like you were good at it? At faking it? No. Absolutely not. I did not fake it. That goes with me, like, not being able to lie. Like, I couldn't fake it. And if I did try to fake it, I would leave that day feeling so incredibly drained and miserable. I could not, like, I would not want to come back to work the next day. Just from one day of faking it. It's incredibly hard for me to do that. So it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. And when I started my own business, I wanted to make sure that I really was transparent and I was myself and I didn't leave out any of my character with my clients. And I feel like that's why I was able to grow relatively quickly is because I feel like I am able to be myself. I don't think there's anything wrong with people being themselves. So I don't know why they were trying to make me not be someone you were. But it didn't. That's the thing is I never was booked there. I never had clients who were like, oh, I love Amanda. I want to go back to Amanda. I maybe had like one. And now, you know, people come to me and like, there's, there's clients that come in and I'm like, hmm, it's interesting that you picked me. Like, I don't know why you're here. You know what I mean? (laughs) But then we get talking and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're kind of similar. It's like, they're not always what it seems. You know what I mean? So I think that it. Once you get to know them. Yeah. And I think that the way that we decorate our rooms and that we brand ourselves and market ourselves, like it does it does impact people. And especially because I think the three of us have different branding and different kind of styles. I think we attract people who like that too. Not I agree. Or I want people like me. I don't want clients I can't relate to. It's exactly. Hard. It makes it hard. It's hard. hard. A long treatment. Much longer. Yeah. Way longer. Dreaded, you know, rebooks. No, Taylor, we're going to talk about you. <laughs> Taylor, you can't get out of this shit. Answer. My answer is honestly the exact same. Like, and none of, no, we're both wrong. And none of my jobs have I been able to, like, be different. Yeah, because you had the issue with the RBF, too. Like, and, yeah, it's yeah. like the RBF was, like, a consistent issue. And literally every single... Sorry, anyways. And literally none of my jobs have I, have I been able to, like, fake it. And it's just, like, this is what you're getting. If you can't accept it, then, like, I will see myself out. Like, yeah. that's fine. And that's happened a couple of times so I just and again I'm a really bad liar too so it's like I can't sit here and be like oh I like the color pink and I like to that's also not fair it's not fair to ask someone to literally suppress their entire personality to fit your brand like it's so stupid why would you hire me if I don't fit your brand exactly exactly yeah that's why I finally shifted and I was like my Instagram page does not have to be all white posts it can be any color I want I can do anything I want my walls do not have to be bright white in my room I do not have to have beige I can do whatever I want well that's like the thing is like when I joined when I joined Instagram everything like 
TDA was first popping off. And, mm-hmm. like, we all know yeah. TDA made a huge change in, like, social media at the She's time. kind of the reason we have graphics. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I first started seeing her on, like, Pinterest, I think. Oh, really? That's where I first, yeah, saw her. I don't know. I think Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Or do you guys remember, what was that other chick she was big to around the time? It was, like, Babe and Beauty or something. Oh, I never heard her. I don't know her. I don't. I don't remember what what her name is. Or I was big on the okay. master esthetician. Oh, Rianne. Rianne. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. TDA was like the first person I followed, and I she did such a good job at marketing herself and with her social media. But I was like, I'm not that. Like, yeah. that's not me. So I went into it opening my business, knowing like if I'm going to open my business and go through all this, I'm going to brand it exactly how exactly I see fit and not. Kind of like force myself into this mold yeah. that you know is clearly and, I think, and it's never gonna work. Yeah, and I I do think that's why we are successful because we don't fit the mold, and there's people looking for people who don't fit the mold because exactly not fits the mold. Yeah, so there are clients who want to feel like you know there. If you were to go see someone like TDA, who's got all these followings, you know all her all her Instagram her stories, everything is perfect. As a client, I would feel intimidated in that room with her. And I think people look for that realness too. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we talk about um, on another episode too, is people want authenticity. It's. I just think like, if you're going to try to base your business off something else or something you've seen successful or somebody yeah. else's mm-hmm. style, that's never going to go over well because people it's are going to see that's not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's never going to pan out in the end. Yeah. yeah. And you're also going to burn out because, like I said, masking that is, is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Pretending yeah. someone you're not is exhausting. And it's never going to, it's just, it's never going to work yeah. in the end. Especially in an industry where we are so focused on love yourself, love who you are, blah, 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 you know, share the picture. Honestly. Yeah, if you're not, yeah, if you're not going to really show true to yeah. what, what we preach, it's not going to work either. Yeah. Jess, do you feel like being that you've been in the industry for longer than like we have, do you feel like you were able to be like yourself and authentic or was it not really talked about? Did you feel like pressure to like conform? Yeah. Um, I think I did a little in the beginning of me joining social media for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, In the sense of my real life, no, because I've always very much been a person who is myself. Um, yeah, you know, like all through middle high school, I was kind of that person who I was never afraid to fit. You know, I was never afraid. I never tried to fit into a mold. Yeah. I was very, You're okay um, out. exactly. I'm okay with who yeah. I am. And that's, that is what it is. I think, um, that's why people like my personality. I don't ever try to be something I'm not, uh, but I'm not going to lie. You know, when I first started joining more aesthetics communities online or like getting more aesthetic followers or esthetician followers online. That was a little bit hard because I was like, Oh God, I got to have my page look a certain way or I have to, you know, I got to try to keep up. I never did graphics in the very beginning, you know, and now graphics are such a thing and it's fine now because it's educate, you know, educational content for our clients. But I think there was that pressure at first on social media. Um, But then I really did take a step back and look at, myself and say why am I trying to uphold these standards to something I'm not this is not who I am I wouldn't do this in my real life so why am I doing it in social media it shouldn't be any different yeah I think that's what we both like stand by is we are pretty transparent on our social media um to a certain degree obviously like 
we don't put everything about our families on our business pages and things like that, but you know, we like to keep it real. Right. And I think that's admired. I'd like to hope. And I think what was like the hardest for me to, I guess, just break out of the mold or understand that I didn't have to be that way either, I guess, was, Mm -hmm. um, the whole, like, showing your I mean yes you should show yourself right we all know that because our clients love seeing that Mm -hmm. but in the sense of talking on your story a whole ton that just wasn't really me I've never been a person who's like super into myself I know that's I'm not saying people who do that are into themselves I'm not saying that um but I just have never been into like oh I'm gonna go on my story and talk or I'm not a person you will never ever ever see me dance on a reel not talking shit about people who do like I love that and I really do I give props to people who do that that's awesome and a lot of them I think are hilarious and I love it but that's just never you are never in a million years gonna see that from me because that is not who I am I think I told you guys this but I talked to my clients about that and how they felt about seeing like do they want me to actually do like a goofy funny like dancing stupid ass reel and they were like no because that's not you and I was like, okay, respect. But like, would that would that make you engage more? You know, with with my my reels or whatever. And I think it's really just that they're not they're not that again. Like we said, they're not realizing that like liking the post or sharing the post is actually building our business. Exactly. Because they do talk to me in person and say that educational reel you made. Wow, I love that. Like I learned I learned so much. If you're getting feedback, yeah, it's just not on the way you want it. On social, mm-hmm. not on social media, but right. I'll take it. Right. I think even as like even as simple as the music you put on your reels or your videos or anything like that, um, is something that's going to reflect on who you are. You know, I remember making a reel one day. I was in bed. I was trying to make a reel. You guys know I'm not very good at reels. I don't like doing reels. Because you, um, you are. Well girl thank you but you know it's not I just I don't like them I was rebelling against them yeah. really media. she is yeah she's really good I don't know what she well, thanks, guys. I don't feel like it but <laughs> I really appreciate yeah, hearing it say slap them in the face <laughs> you know you guys say that but I don't, I don't get it <laughs> um but I was sitting in bed I was trying to make a reel and I was asking Nick you know his opinion and I was like which song should I put and he's like well, why are you trying to put that song that's not you at all He's like, why don't you put like gorillas or like yeah. some hip hop or something? And I'm like, it keeps you in check. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was literally like, that's like, not you. I love it. Yeah, I was trying to put some, you know, trending audio or some yeah. chill, some some spa esque song. I don't yeah. fucking know. But he was straight up like, that's that's not you. Why would you put that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you're right. That's a good point. That all goes into branding yourself too. Yeah. Like having a that's what brand. I ask myself in the back of my head every time I'm making a reel I'm like why am I looking for these songs I understand they're trending and that might get me like five views but it's not who I am and it's not who my brand is are you just gonna put like exactly over like DMK enzyme <laughs> 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 you're just like applying stuff I gotta say my hair my hair girl is a really good example of this yeah and one of the, yeah drop dead Christy one of the reasons I sought her out is because she is different she is like me and she literally plays my screamo metal music while I get my hair done. Mm-hmm. People will go for that reason. And there are people in her salon who her. you don't think would show up to that salon. But they're right. there. She's cool. Right. And I, I, that's what I think about when I'm making reels. I'm like, if she can post screamo music, it might be hair. But if she can do it, I can do it too. And my clients will appreciate that. Yeah, I guess exactly. the thing is like, 
does it reflect inside your studio? I'm like, it doesn't. Well, it just depends. Like, I have put... Do they have, like, instrumental screamo? I, I have put <laughs> songs on reels. It just depends on the reel. Yeah. But, like, I'll do, like, Nirvana, like, something really low-key, like, yeah. grunge, like, something more my style. And there's even, I mean, there's melodic metal. That's yeah. that's great for reels. Melodic metal's really relaxing. Something like that I will do. I won't necessarily do screamo. <laughs> I mean, I play like, I play hip hop. I play my weird ass, you know, Coco Rosie. I play that stuff in the treatment room. I avoid the songs that say, you know, very inappropriate things. I mean, there's. Yeah, I keep it. I usually play just like lo-fi. But yeah, there's ways to even reflect who you are in the treatment room with your music. Even if you can't play exactly what you normally listen to. I told you guys about this client. She's been seeing me for probably at least a year. But the last time she was in, she was like, what music do you listen to? Like just randomly. And I said, metal. And she was like, I knew it. I knew it. There's bats everywhere in here. I knew it. <laughs> so I would much rather have that response. Then it was like, wow, I don't think that doesn't seem like you. Like, because that's what I normally get, right? Oh, yeah. Metal. I don't. I, I, wow. I never think that of you. It's because you're blonde. No. Well, yeah. Just shoot me. As <laughs> blondies, we really get uh, misconstrued a lot, don't we? <laughs> I'd rather have them be able to guess, like, my personality by my I guess but not yeah so that worked it worked out so something else I've noticed I guess with the rise of social media is I feel like we're looking more for quick result services like mm-hmm. things that are gonna just produce those quick before and after so we can get them up up there um I think peels like the perfect peel have really blown up <laughs> you're making noise are you bored over here bitch what am I bored <laughs> it's like instant gratification services yes yeah stuff that makes it look really great on social media because you can just i mean the perfect feels really easy right Peel, yeah they come back that's supposedly everything supposed to be gone right <laughs> all know, that's not how it works i don't know what the hell's going on with the perfect German feels instagram because they got some unrealistic shit up there really no i haven't noticed i mean i haven't i don't really see i follow them but i don't really see their uh posts that much i guess it's literally like one peel and acting is gone completely transformation okay can we talk about too how i wish we could change the fact that we're posting all these very very dramatic before and afters let's normalize posting some of these like mm-hmm. quick, you know, not it's more subtle before and afters that are still amazing, yeah. but that's setting more realistic expectations for our clients. That's true. That's all I have because, where I really have like acne clients because it takes a while like treat and clear an acne client. So, you know, you might have six acne clients, but they might not know that because you're not done with your before and after yet. You know, right. Your process, that, you know, at least sometimes. And I love a dramatic before and after, of course. But that's what goes viral, so that's what we post. Yeah, that's what gets your attention. I'll post, like, pictures of being, like, oh, graduated acne boot camp or whatever, and I'll get, like, three likes, and I'm like, okay. Like, I like the progress where it's like, here here we are, here's where we started, here's three months in. Dude. It's not gone, but. 80% of my photos are progress photos because they ghost me after that. Yeah. They get, yeah. Yeah, they're like, this was great. This works. And they See call me six months later. <laughs> Come back crying, of course. Yeah. Uh, but that's why I, I think that's rough. I think that's what clients I do was post like before and afters of literally just a service, like one service before and after. And I'll look at the glow they got. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Yeah. 
but it wasn't necessarily like attracting the hard hitting clients I wanted. I really wanted, you know, we all like to make those drastic changes. That's what I wanted. Yes. But you got to get those clients in in the first place to have the before and after. <laughs> That's true. Well, and do you guys think too, sometimes I feel like it's hard to keep that client, especially if it's a client who's impatient Mm-hmm. when they do see those drastic or dramatic before and afters they come in they want to see those results but then you know they only want to come in for one or two treatments it's one of those clients not yeah. an ideal client of course um but then you have okay well we could have had this great progress shot but you're not even willing to stick around long enough to yeah. see it well, so. yeah. that's kind of what taylor was saying is like they they make it so far and then they're just i'm good bye like this was nice now, yeah but i have to go or they yeah, give up the worst up really quickly too like not even that long but yeah, that's then we. That's when we gotta like be the pep talk cheerleaders. <laughs> but I think a lot of that does come from social media. They're like, why can't I? Why am I not getting results like this? When you post something like, people have brought up to me like, they're like, why did this only take them two months, but it's taking me six months? And I'm like, because I also think people lie. different situations. Yeah, I think that there's best decisions to lie. You know what though was so hard for me is when I first became a face reality. Uh, what the fuck are they? Acne specialists. Acne specialists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, I, I remember posting something on like the Face Facebook group being like, what am I doing wrong? Like oh. Face Reality says, I literally, I went and I saw the post the other day. I was like, Face Reality says it takes like three to four months to clear acne. Why is it taking me six, like yeah. five or six months? Like Face what am I doing a wrong? bastard. Yeah. But, and it, it, people were like, no, I know what you're talking about. Like I'm going through the same thing, mm-hmm. but it's like shit like that where it's like, Makes me feel like as an esthetician, I'm not doing something right because yeah. people aren't clearing. Like, why am I not good enough? Why are they taking longer? Crap. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's hard. I think- well, and too, because, you know, companies like Face Reality, I mean, we all know. I mean, I know Taylor's been posted on Face Reality's uh, Instagram, but they won't post a lot of their partners nope. if they're not like dramatic results. Or I do have some dramatic before and afters, a lot of them actually, and they've never once reshared me. Well, I don't never know get posted Because I never did full face reality on anyone. Like, I don't think anyone's ever done an entire A to Z face reality routine. So I don't ever feel like I can tag them and be like, this was face reality. Yeah. Yeah. But I know what you mean. They don't shout out estheticians. I think a lot of people experience that struggle. A lot of brands do not shout out estheticians. Climate doesn't. Skin butter. I'm not used to. Right? To, yeah, used to. I don't remember. Shit. DMK sometimes will make it on there. They uh, they DM me and like and they're like, can we repost this? And I'm like, yeah, obviously. I was hoping they, they would never did. They would repost my scar treatment one. I hope they, they did that find to, it. They did that to Ashley too. They were like, hey, can we post this? This is amazing for beta gel transformation. Oh yeah. Never, never shared it. That's never very weird. Yeah, it was one of my acne transformations. I think it's so discouraging. I feel like sometimes, you know, I think we've all felt like this, but I've always felt, I'm like, oh, it's because I'm not cool enough. I don't have enough followers. Like, it's like, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm not an influencer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My bad. I know. It's so hard. It is such a hard balance of of not, uh, knowing your worth doesn't align with social media, but also knowing that it it does matter what what you post and like how many followers you have. Yeah, there's gotta be like a. It sucks. You have to be able to like separate yourself from like what actually matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Your priorities and stuff like that. I think it's really really hard. Jess, did you find it difficult? Like during, mm, I don't want to say this. Just say it. 
I'm trying to figure during out like, a good way to say it. So you're saying? Yeah, during like 2020 times, like when the pink and infographics and all that stuff, was it hard for you to like not fall into those things? Like where you're like, mm-hmm. should I change my like, did brand? You question it? Should I go pink? Like, like during the shutdown? Did I question it or just, just that time never, frame? Like during like the pink era on Instagram. And now we're in like, like we're still in the pink era. Yeah, I feel like we're now we're like more in like the nude browns era. Yeah, I mean, not really because, again, I've never really been one to conform to, like, a mold necessarily Um, because, you know, I'm a fucking rebel. (laughs) Um, No, but I just, I've never cared to conform visually to anything, like, that's been popular, so I don't really think so. Um, I do love the color pink. It is one of my favorite colors, oddly enough. Um, but I, it's never been part of like what I've wanted in my branding. I it's not my vibe. My feed to be like bright and colorful, and so that's what mm-hmm. I did. And like, I didn't mind it. Like, I didn't feel like it was faking anything because I felt like as long as my Instagram feed looked good, I was happy. And I was doing like every other post was a face and then and then oh, a graphic, yeah. and it's just like right. you kill yourself. It's too much. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still on that grid thing, and it's it's rough for me right now. My stress dropped a lot, too. I, I dropped it at one point, and then I wasn't happy with it, so I went back to the grid, which I've been considering dropping it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, I really tried to make my colors for my social media very much like my branding or my style in my yeah, room, too. I like and it. Kind of chaotic, but in a way that's, like, it comes together a little, yeah. you know? I love, like we were saying, like maximalism. Yeah. I love the dark, moody, moody maximalism. Yes, that's how mine is. You guys know. It doesn't have to be like a specific color, but it, or not like a specific, not color. What was I saying? Like, I don't know what I was saying. Yeah, just, it doesn't have to be any specific, but all in a dark kind of theme, you know? Yeah. And you guys know I love horror. I'm kind of a horror queen. So my room is very much based. You share that and that gets reflected in your business. That's, I think, one of the... The ways that we feel like you're authentic too. Are your clients like you? A lot of them are, yeah. Um, I have a lot of them who are not at all. Yeah. Um, but they love that. They love me. They love me for who I am. Yeah. And I think everyone appreciates like, I think if people know certain references too, everyone appreciates my it rubs the lotion on its skin. Mm-hmm. I have that very yeah. subtly in my room. My room is very much based like, on that's that. That's amazing. That's Bill. That's um, perfect. So, yeah, people see that and they they die. They love it. Yeah. You know, I had a very subtle. I have a very subtle one up in my space um, that no one would ever notice. And then one of my clients made me a cross stitch that said it. So I kind of showcase that it. a little bit more, and people oh, just die when they see it. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, that makes sense now. Your room is very much, you know, Silence of the Lambs." Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, now you know. Now you get it. Yeah. But I have little subtle things about me all over my room. I mean, I have a Danny DeVito prayer candle I in my room. You know? <laughs> so, so people see that all the time, too, and they just die because they, they know I love Danny DeVito. So that's one of my clients I hope that for me. More estheticians will do their rooms like that. I want to strive to be like you, bestie girl. That's what I had in mind when I made my <laughs> room. I did not want, like, if I wanted to put a picture of Batman up, I'd put a picture of Batman <laughs> Exactly, yeah. And you know, there's a way to do it. I have I have a lot of bats. I have like at least five, I think, bat I think there's a way to do it to where it fits still and it's classy, you know. Like um I've been dying to get some like watercolor flash work painted Mm -hmm. by a friend of mine 
uh, of, you know, I wanted wanted to do some horror characters that are very skin relatable, like Freddy Krueger, you know, don't get sunburned. Yeah, so make cute. some undertones of that, wear your SPF, yeah. some leather face. Um, oh, yeah, putting yeah. makeup on mm-hmm. or like holding yes or something like that. I think I love that, that. so fun because it ties in too and there's just such ways to do it where you can have things like that like gallery walls for instance mm-hmm. right you and I both have the gallery yeah. walls and there's ways to do that where it looks so good and you can even do them like black and white so they really fit the vibe yep. or, mm-hmm. I think there's really ways to do it subtly where people wouldn't notice but when they do, they know. It's like, yeah, when they really look, it's like clearly yeah. a reflection of you and your personality and stuff. Well, like exactly. I said, with the client with the bats, she was fun. <laughs> she was like, all the bats equals metal, apparently. <laughs> They know it. Well, and you guys know I'm a huge like antiquer too. I love uh, antiques and anything vintage. And that's reflected a lot in my house, but also in my work. Um, You know, a lot of my treatment room, a lot of that stuff is antique scores and people are obsessed. I mean, all the time they come in, they comment on those parrots I have, or they comment on the deer vase. You know, they comment on things all the time. They're like, oh my gosh, where'd you get that? Oh, I antiqued it, you know? Do you ever have somebody that has like an opposite reaction of what you would expect? Like they're like turned off by anything? I've never had anyone directly say that for sure. Yeah. Um, I know that one of my clients, it was adorable. She saw the it rubs the lotion on its skin and she she straight up thought that was from the Joe Dirt reference. <laughs> Because <laughs> they say that in Joe Dirt. It's Joe Dirt. But yeah, there's there's a part where within Joe Dirt. And so she thought it was from Joe Dirt, which was adorable because I was like, oh, little innocent angel. It's yeah. originally, you know, not from that. But so I think I've had that reaction. <laughs> I've never had anyone really I was worried someone might say my room's like too chaotic and it doesn't make them feel relaxed. But I think that too, like being a maximalist, I'm like, ooh, is this like is this like overwhelming? <laughs> <laughs> everyone has I think I think you make it you know a lot, but like you're still comfortable exactly you just gotta do it in a way that still is relaxing I think that we also don't make a we don't create an opportunity for people to be surprised when they walk in our business because we both have plenty of pictures on our Instagram plenty of pictures on our website about what our businesses look like um, and I think it's fairly obvious that if you don't like this vibe, don't come in because this is my entire room. <laughs> exactly. 100%. My Instagram feed is black and purple, so, you know. And that's why I also think it's important showing, like, your real self on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, through Instagram stories and pictures and videos yeah. of you, like, talking without a filter and, like, just being completely you because then when So it's not a in, shock. Yeah. And they're like, oops. Jump scare. Jump scare. I think there is a lot more um, love out there now, too, for people who are unique or different. I think it really excites someone to see a space that like, oh, I've never seen something like this, you know? There's like this, uh, there's this salon in Reno and it's pretty big, but they have the cutest um, wallpaper in their bathroom. It's a bunch of poodles, like a bunch of poodles. And it's the cutest thing. And people are obsessed. I mean, people go to that salon just to see that wallpaper and take a selfie, you know? Kind of about being, like, Instagram. Yeah, kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Jess, you're not on TikTok, right? No, I don't have TikTok. I've never downloaded the app. I have not ever in my have life. And I my work reels that I make on there, but it's... I cannot go on that thing. Are you just, like, re-downloading it and then, like, uploading it? Yes, yeah. I saved it. But see, like, 
that comes back to like, it's just, that is, I don't like that shit. Like not talking down to anybody who does. I agree. Yeah. That's why I feel like I'm not really trying. I feel like I'm out of the TikTok generation. I do not want those people coming in. Mm-hmm. Same. I mean, I never even did the Snapchat thing. Never. I mean, I think I had a Snapchat very temporarily when it first came out and I was like, I don't get this. And then same with even Twitter, even Twitter. And that was kind of like my time, you know? Yeah. I loved, I loved Twitter. I never had it. I had a Twitter and I would just post like Portlandia or it's always sunny quotes. That's like all I would do. Or I would literally make a tweet and be like, oh, I'm t- tweet, tweet, bitch, trying to trying to do this again. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't get it. I just tweet, bitch. <laughs> I literally, ha- I would post that. I'd be like trying this again. And then like, you know, never post for like months again. Literally. That's so funny. Yeah. I've just, I've never gotten it. So <laughs> trends, you know, sometimes are my bad. <laughs> I do wonder how, like, if we are missing out on a massive market on TikTok, um, sometimes I could be. I wonder. I really think that out. right now the only way to be discoverable on TikTok is by going viral. Yeah. Because if you go into like, your 40 page, your mm-hmm. homepage, you're not seeing page, anything yeah. besides like something with 100,000 yeah. likes on it at least. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't feel like clients are really discoverable on there. It's raining. It is, but it it's. Um, I did run some Snapchat ads. Like I did. I think I did. had a, I had a uh, a credit for like I don't know, like maybe three hundred dollars. So I was like, okay, damn, damn, all the best. Yeah. I think it was like, damn, credit. And I was like, absolutely, I'll spend a hundred dollars. Um, it was not did nothing. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm like I don't even remember seeing ads on Instagram. Well, I see Amazon ads all the time. Yeah. I remember when ads on Instagram were kind of first starting, and I would do them um, back in the day. Yeah, I'm still... I would get some people. I'll run them occasionally on Instagram, but I just... I feel like Facebook and Google are so much better. Same. Well, the problem, I think, with ads on Instagram now is they won't allow you to do an ad with a before and after. Yeah, that's. I, I used to run into, that, run into that issue, and now I don't. It just depends on the picture. Really? Yeah, I, I can't run an Instagram ad for under eighteen or for under twenty-one because, just because my thing is the Dharma bar. Uh, oh shit! Really? They think you're dealing out cocktails, bitch. I tried to like dispute it or whatever, and they never let me. God damn! I'll be there. That Dharma bar. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's it's a <laughs> bar where I get a facial. That would be like my dream come true. Like, when we were talking about Zemnik with Starla, that shit is everywhere, and that's getting advertised on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But we can't put an acne before and after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some garbage right there. Yeah. There's literal images right there. <laughs> I remember they wouldn't approve some things for my store, like, on Instagram, because, like, the description said, like, you know, it lightened pigmentation or something. Yeah. They'd be like, no, false narratives. I was like, that's what it does, bitch. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, I, like, got... What's the word? I got like flagged once for being a medical supplier, and I literally just wrote. I emailed them back and I said, "I literally sell skincare." (laughs) (laughs) You're like, "Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. You know, my comment did go. I said, I said like something along the lines of like, "Wear your SPF or I'll kill myself." They're like absolutely not. Great. And then they like violence. Yeah. I spoke candidly about my eating disorder on my business page on my story once, and I got a notification like that someone suggested I needed help. 
You were like, oh. So then Instagram harassed me for like three weeks and they kept reminding me, they're like, hey, here's some resources. I'm if so you need dead. any help. I'm like, great. I'm really trying to be on myself. <laughs> Good God. That's so funny. The fact that someone reported that was like, this bitch needs to You know what? I do not freaking understand is why I can't sell CBD on Shopify and like Square Instagram or Square or Gloss Genius or any literal, literally anything. It's legal. Yeah. Almost everywhere. It's not federally legal, but there's no CBD. So yeah, I don't get it. I took my shit down, and I was like, absolutely not. So I just I photoshopped CBD out of the the picture very badly. I just (laughs) I was like, I'm just gonna blur this real quick, and then I took the CBD out of the name and out of the description, and they haven't said anything. You're all like spelling like C S E E B B E E D D E. Fill it out. Yeah. D S E A B E E D. Yeah. I thought about putting hemp, but they they won't let you put hemp either. It's really weird. So I emailed them. I was like, "Listen, I will take this down, but I would love to know your reasoning." They would not. They would not tell me. They're like, "Absolutely not, bitch." Nice try. People can literally sell THC online. Why can't I sell CBD? CBD. Skincare. I'm not even selling tincture. It's just a skincare. I think some people are still confused too. Cause I've even had clients like I'll say like, Oh, um, you know, this, when I'm doing facial or treatment, this is a, you know, a CBD, whatever product. And they're like, Oh my gosh, like I can't do that at work. And I'm like, no, it's not THC. Like it's not showing up in a drug test. Like you're not going to get high from this. Don't worry. <laughs> Dude, my dad went to Sprouts to buy CBD and they, he asked the like employee there because I've been telling them like it doesn't show up in your bloodstream. And the employee was like, oh, absolutely, you'll get fired on a drug test. And I was like, you asshole. No, it won't. Don't be out here giving false info. That's what I mean, though. People are just really quick to jump on it because they saw it on Instagram. And that's why we're having so much trouble with TikTok and all that. TikTok misinformation, too. So, Jess, yeah. what would you recommend to new SDs, like baby SDs? What was the question I'm going to ask what are your tips like how have you been so consistent in staying yourself and maintaining being the real you? you yeah i think if i was gonna give a little baby sd <laughs> guidance i would say first of all find who you are truly in your own life outside of your business i think that's really important if you don't know who you are as an individual i'll just be a therapist now okay no okay <laughs> I am not a therapist. Warning, I'm not a therapist. Um, If you don't know who you are, or if you don't know how to be yourself in your real life, that's going to be problematic for you being yourself in your business. So find out who you really are. If you don't already know, I would hope you know. Um, And then just don't stray away from that because people like you, they like you for who you are. And you will find your ideal clients that way. If you're faking it, or you're not being some yourself, or you're trying to be something else, you're trying to be another esthetician, um, people are going to see through that real quick. Definitely. And you're not going to have your ideal clientele anyway. So then no, it's a lose-lose. You're not going to be happy either way with that you're outcome. Because you're yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I also feel like my brain just keeps like losing thoughts. Like as soon as I start talking, it's just like, gone. Goodbye. Farts. <laughs> That was your thought farting yeah. out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. What are you going to say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, was it about a little baby? A little baby Esty? Okay, so about like, you're not even going to, you're not going to get the clients you want. I'm just trying to refresh your yeah, mind. I think it's also hard to fight that though, too. It's always, it's always more, it's always easier to just this fit is what I'm say. Is that, you were right, <laughs> is that, what should you just oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> I'm kidding, like 17 times a week. You need to take the brain powder. I need to take the brain powder because my head just like stops. I should have taken mine too. Mushrooms, bitch. Oh, okay. Building a brand that's not necessarily popular but represents you might not make you go like viral or might not make you like grow as quickly. Yeah. However, if you build a brand based off of somebody else's personality or like brand, you'll never be as big as you that. might go viral quickly but you'll never be able to uphold the same like image yeah because that's not really who you are you're, like constantly fighting this like little inner demon that's like yeah post a black yeah you know background well and i also want to say that i think it's really important to to not compare yourself to others which let's be real i think we've all had that problem where we do compare ourselves yeah it's really hard not to but i think it's really important to take a step back and realize like Me. <laughs> was that your butt? <laughs> this is gonna be a great blippers episode. <laughs> was that my little little baby's butt over there? <laughs> my because we were taking it off our finger and playing with it. So Jess was talking. Oh my god, I love it. It's okay. She's got to focus in somehow. She needs a fidget spinner. Ring. Have you seen those? Yeah. They're pretty great. Um, yeah, I think not comparing yourself is really important, as hard as that is, but don't compare yourself because one person's success might not be what you get successful for or what you gain, you know, momentum or what you gain followers or whatever your goal is. Um, I think another reminder too is figure out your audience, you know, is your audience your clients or is your audience other estheticians? Because I think right now that's like a blurred line for many of us you know yeah i agree that's really hard to do i feel like but like i said i'm torn because i get way more interactions when i market to estheticians yeah yeah so i might just which and that's because you know we have our community and we do love sharing each other's stuff and then i think it's great though because then you're eventually educating new estheticians too so i think look at the interaction yeah and they're like oh she has 100 likes like that must be that's one. what I mean. I think Even it's more beneficial like, for me to market to estheticians, build my following up, because then clients look at the following and go, oh, she's something because she has this many followers. Even though we know that. Do people still do that? Do people still care about yes, that? So much. So much. That is so crazy to me. Okay, guys. So, you know, I'm going to take charge of this goddamn podcast. <laughs> As I will. I'm being my I'm being my authentic self right now and I'm gonna take motherfucking charge. Just take the wheel, go right ahead. We're gonna go and wrap things up here. Taylor's losing it over there. Um <laughs> Thank you guys for being my guest stars today. I hope you guys come back soon. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um yeah, so my Instagram, you can find me at justhetics.skin that's j-e-s-s-t-h-e-t-i-c-s dot skin dot skin 
that's where I'm at. <laughs> Thank you. I had to do it because, you know, spelling math's kind of hard. I'll be sure to follow you. <laughs> oh, my God, thanks. I would be so honored. <laughs> my life would be complete. Yes, we will tag her in the episode description, her usual. I hope today's episode wasn't too messy for everyone. It was messy. I was so ADHD today. I really. It was messy, but, like... It's who we are. I had coffee. It was messy because <laughs> lack of sleep. I'm running on melatonin right now. Oh boy. Still. Yeah, we're both little. You guys are lucky I bailed you out today. Your yeah. hair looks good, girl. I'm just kidding. You, I love you guys. I'm just fucking you. with you. Your hair looks good. I'm honored. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. 